Welcome to Not Your Average Conversation Podcast. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about medical stuff. Yay! We'll try to make it somewhat interesting, because I got some interesting medical stuff. Because ourselves have weird medical stuff that goes on with us. Yeah. Like how my back hurts. And how I have no <laughs> thyroid gland. Yeah, that that's that's uh, that's weird. Explain that. So I was born with hypothyroidism, which essentially is your thyroid gland doesn't function properly, and the thyroid gland con- controls a lot of different things, mainly being your metabolism and stuff like that. So, um, like some of the symptoms, like if it's not functioning properly, can be your super fatigued, weight gain. Um, mood swings. Yeah, mood swings are really bad. Which I was um, warned about when I started dating you. Oh, yeah. My mood swings can be... <laughs> go from high to low super quick. But um, So basically, I take medication to counteract that. And when I was born, I had like a partially functioning thyroid. Well, when I was about five years old, um, my grandma noticed what looked like an Adam's apple forming. And she was like, what? Girls aren't supposed to have Adam's apples. So she conf- uh, when she was with my mom, she said, hey... Now, you might want to get that looked at because I don't think that's normal. So, when we went to the doctor, they checked and... Wow, something just bit me. We have bugs in here? That, what the hell is that? The ant, kill it. <laughs> kill it. I, I did, okay. but I don't know. Anyways, maybe I might have to go to the emergency room after that. No, it was an ant bite. No, that was not an ant bite. Probably more like a spider bite. That was like an ant. I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) So, um, I went and I had an x-ray and all that stuff like that. And they determined that it was a cyst. So, I had uh, surgery. And they basically took out the rest of the working, uh, partially working thyroid so now i have zero none and for anyone who doesn't know what the hell a thyroid is because i didn't know until it, you told it me. looks like a butterfly like gland in your throat and it controls your hormones yeah and it actually has a lot more of an effect on everything else in your body but um but yeah a craziness though when i did that surgery um i got out of sur- i don't remember this and thank god i don't but my mom remembers it, and she said it was, like, one of the scariest moments of her life, is right after surgery, I did a huge, like, sneeze. It was, like, one of those real powerful, like, sneezes. Gotcha. And my stitches came off, and I was bleeding from my neck. Ew. Yeah. And they had to put me back under and re-stitch me up. Ugh. Think about that. Yeah, I never had any major surgery or scars like that. I mean, I got scars. Um, speaking of which, uh... Too bad we can't can't see us to to describe it. But I have two scars on my forehead, um, one on each side. And these people ask me where I got them, and the joke is always, "Oh yeah, that's where I got my horns removed." Oh my gosh! <laughs> one guy actually asked me, "Like, did you do it on purpose?" Like, why? What? No. Why the hell would I put scars on my forehead just for a joke? Yeah. No, I have I have scars like a lot of. Sc- you would have to like really get underneath my neck. I can see it. I mean, if you look up, you can see it. It looks like like a almost like a cross stitching. Yeah, but no, one is from when I was a baby. Apparently, my aunt dropped me, and I hit a rock, and I started a scar on the left side. And the right side is when I fell off this jungle gym thing at school, and basically just face planted 
uh, my right side of my face into the ground. And I got a bunch of little tiny scars on the right side of my face that are almost like very extremely tiny. You can't barely see them. But that's where the big one came from. It went boom and it got like road rash on my face. Mm-hmm. And that's not even the worst part of it. The My left elbow, I guess where I landed, cut open, busted open too. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, that was, because I was playing tag. And I was about to jump off the jungle gym, and the, the guy was it. He grabbed my foot to guess prevent me from jumping off. I don't know why. And then basically that was to go, oh, I was going to land on my feet. But yeah, boom, right into the ground. Dang. I think it was like eight no. or nine. Well, when I was a kid, I used to always, because I was a real outdoorsy type kid, and I would always scrape my knees, always have. Yeah, but you don't have a lot of scars now. Uh, I have a lot of burn scars. Yeah, you don't. I wear oven mitts. Oh my gosh, I wear oven mitts, but it's like no, because like let's okay. I am the type, just the type of person I just get in funky situations, and like I'm not gonna lie. The other day, I wasn't wearing a bra, and the, my grandma has one of those ovens, like the the top ovens that you know the door comes down. Yeah, which I think that's all ovens. Thinking about it. Well, that was a dumb statement. But it's like, yeah, it's like up, you know, up. So when I pull the oven door down, it's like right below my boobs. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't wearing a bra and I was taking something out and I literally seared my nipple on the oven door. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah. So, uh, that's awkward. I got one scar on my shin and that was from when I was a kid. I was running and I slid and we had this is when I lived in California and I was slid on the I guess a concrete in the front door area mm-hmm. and my shin hit the uh, corner of the wall mm-hmm. and busted the spot right there yeah yeah that 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 hurt because anyone knows like you hit your shin it's like ah yeah <laughs> sure I think Killian Killian's took in some doozies of a fall he scrapes a lot he's a boy he's gonna do that especially a little boy yeah they don't know fear yet well, he does, but he doesn't know, like, falling off the top of a, you know... The, yeah, that's the, the one thing, like, I, I pretty much am younger, or am older than a lot of my sisters, and I would, you know, watch them. So, I have, like, experience watching, like, that sounds weird, watching, like, younger girls. That's weird. Well, you I have little sisters. So. Yeah, little yeah. sisters. So, um, I would watch, um, watch them, and so I kind of knew... N- I mean, I don't have a daughter yet, but I kind of understand the aspects of having a daughter. And so, um, so I, I don't know if it's like all boys are like this, but I know like now being a boy mom, right? Like those kids have no fear. Like they literally want to jump off the top of the roof with no, nothing stopping them. They, they just... (laughs) super hyper and like like Killian I have to I have to tell him all the time what are you doing like that will injure you he's gotta learn and you think and you think if he falls he cries (laughs) does he go back and do it again yes yeah hi no I remember gives me heart attacks all the time me and my brothers we basically I mean we're all separated by four three years apart from each other me being the oldest and we live on or live on a ranch no other people to play with, right? No, no toys, no swing sets, and nothing like that. We had bikes and dirt, was basically it. And I remember <laughs> uh, we built this dirt ramp. Well, actually, it was a dirt pile. I never, I never understood why it was there. It was always there. 
like we had dirt dropped off. My dad never used it. It was just collecting there. So we built it up for like a ramp. And I got my mountain bike and I drove around the house and made my way all the way down. Basically went up it and I tried to pull Superman uh, and didn't have to get air. So basically when it hit the ground, I basically dragged. Mm. <laughs> it's like knocked the wind out of me. But stupid crap like that. Yes, yeah, uh, we did a lot of stuff like that. Jay and Elijah ran up to me like, are you okay? Like, oh. <laughs> 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 Let me like say the group. No, I remember I was hanging out with, at the time in middle school, one of my friend's uh, older brothers, he would always come over and play basketball with my dad and then, um, like, just hang out with us. You know, it was just a group of us that would hang out. And I remember we had these little, um, like, motorbikes, and we had, like, you know, one of the, like, a fence, like, not like a privacy fence, but, like, the wire fence, you know? And um, I remember a piece of it was sticking out, and he was riding the bike, and he was like, oh, shit, I can't turn, right? And, because uh, he was older than us, he was about four years older than us, so we were, had to be, like, 12, so he had to be, like, 15, 16, something like that, and I saw the part that was sticking out go straight through his arm, yeah. like, like just, like, just right underneath the skin, but to the point where you could see the metal thing. Underneath his arm. I remember what happened to Elijah, my youngest brother. Uh, this living living in California. We had a garage. My dad had which is like tools and random crap in there. And uh, there was like a, a bench or something, like a workbench. But it had a piece of metal kind of sticking out of it. And it was kind of jagged and sharp. And Elijah was playing with my younger sister. And they were running around. And for some, I wasn't there. I think me and my other brother, Gabe, were sitting playing video games or something. And all we hear is, ah! My mom's like, oh my god, we gotta go to the hospital now. I'm like, I look, what the hell's going on? Apparently, Elijah slid, slid open his uh, forearm. Mm. And he ran by and he basically cut it open. And it was like, look, like open. Oh right. my god. They had to get stitches and shit. Well, no, I remember <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was washing dishes and I didn't know this this part had to We're talking about medical stuff. We're just talking about the worst things. <laughs> I know. You don't like blittering. Um, like, oh my god. Yeah. No, but a piece was cracked, and I was, like, putting in my, my hand in to wash, like, the inside of the cup. That's where you get your scarring knuckle. Yeah, I had, a, like, literally, it ripped my knuckle open. I, I thought I was fine at first, but then, like, you know, like, the air hits at the blood starts streaming out, and I could literally look like a chicken breast underneath. Ew. Yeah, I had to go get stitches, just because it was on a part that was, uh, like, like, you bend a lot, and the doctor said, yeah, a Band-Aid, you're going to keep reopening it, mm. so let's just stitch it. That's when I said, oh, I'm going to the hospital, but didn't respond to you back. Yeah, I didn't tell him nothing. I was fucking a worry wart. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the last time you had your tetanus shot? Me? Aren't you supposed to get them like every like three, four years or something? 21. I don't remember when I got something. I don't think so. I have, I think, yeah, 21. I think it was 21 because like when you're pregnant, they check all that. You have to have all of that stuff up to date. I think I had to get mine again because I'm physical. Now I'm working with wood and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. No, because I shot myself in the hand with a nail. Uh-huh. And I didn't nail when I work construction. Uh, it went through with, like, my palm. Uh-huh. And it went all the way to the middle of my hand. Jeez. Right? And I didn't... The funny thing is, I didn't even notice it. Because I was, like, nailing. It was hot, sweating. I couldn't sit there. Like, and I think I... When I missed one, apparently, when I was like, where the hell did that nail go? And I was like, looking oh around. God. And then I look at my hand. I see it sticking out. Like, ah! <laughs> so I grab it, and I pull it out. And I throw it. And I have my hands like, ah! 
And basically, my hand was just sore for that period of time. I put a bandit on it. I continued working, right? Because the form was like, well, can you still do stuff? <laughs> Instead of taking me to the hospital for probably anything like that. No. And they texted me later that day after we got back from home. I was like, hey, how's your hand doing? I'm like, it hurts, but it's fine. I'm like, okay, see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so basically, I just took it easy on the hand for the rest of the like, next four days. I'm like, it, it's fine, right? But for some reason, if I play... Well, I used to play bass. But if I played bass and stuff like that with my hand, my uh, middle of my palm would hurt, start aching. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it did some damage, but nothing that I ever noticed. Yeah. Well, that's, like, one of the, the like, not worst, but, like, one of the times that kind of, like, freaked me out the worst was um, I was playing softball because I played uh, school softball in uh, freshman year. And for those of you who obviously don't know, because I haven't really talked about it, but I was really heavy into sports from like three years old all the way into middle school and my freshman year of high school. Um, and predominantly in soccer and softball was like my... Hey, you can assume that no one knows anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I was really big. Like, I, I was like one of the better people. Like, I had scouts looking at me and stuff like that. And I thought it was like something I wanted to do, like into college and, and maybe even a professional level. Um, but I actually came to a crossroads my freshman year of school because I had a really, really, really shitty, shitty beyond. And I will talk about this when we talk about sports, about school sports and how. I don't like I don't like school sports. You for multiple different reasons. But anyways, so I had a really shitty coach. Like if you could file a coach abuse thing, I would file, Yeah, I would yeah. file it on her. Like she was just not good at all. And it's funny cuz they she's still coaching and it's horrible that she is anyways. Okay, so beyond that. Um so I didn't like being part of this team. I never quit. I just I said, you know, I'll stick it out to then in my freshman year and then I'll decide then where I want to go. So um, we went to, we had this game, I forgot where, this is when I was living in Texas though. Um, and we warmed up, you know, and when you get to school level softball, you don't just have like, like these girls are beefy, like softball players are not small and scrawny like majority of them are big and beefy like i was you're looking for is thick yeah i guess thick yeah they (laughs) they, well they work out you got to get a lot of your power from your legs Mm -hmm. so obviously a lot of squats and everything like they got big thighs and like i was the easily the smallest person on that team and you know when you talk about high school sports you know it's the real deal you know step from going to college and then professional so they're legit anyway so um we were doing this thing you do this thing where you like throw back and forth and then every time you throw back and forth you increase the distance and i was throwing with this girl that was particularly beefy like she was a big chick like not fat just big like she could ram through buildings like she seriously was a she-hulk like she was big um super pretty but just big yeah anyways so i was probably up to her like elbow like, I'm not even kidding. Anyway, so, you know, we're scooting back, we're scooting back. And I have years of experience. Like, so, I mean, I know what I'm doing. 
And so I put my hand up because I was asking the shortstop who was next to me a question. I had asked her, like, hey, when we do this play or when we run this thing, are we going to do this? And, da, da, da. and I put my hand up and I thought she acknowledged that she saw my hand. She knew I even said, like, hey, wait a, wait a second. And so I'm talking to the girl and I see the shortstop react like, oh, right? And I turn and, of course, she, like just beamed the ball like just threw it as hard as she could she threw it as hard as she could and it clocked me right above the eyebrow the right eyebrow and hit me on the head and I when I tell you I had this uh a knot the size of the softball <laughs> I am not over dramatizing it like it was huge it even had the stitches and so like I never wanted to scream louder than that moment like that was I would say other than childbirth that was a, a painful situation And so, but like I said, the coach was crappy and I didn't want to go to the coach, especially crying because I knew she would either make me run laps or something. She really wouldn't give a crap. Right. So I had this big welt on my head and I just like, I let out one long tear and I was like, you know, I got this. I just, whatever. I didn't go to the trainer or whatever, but I started getting real dizzy. Like, you know, like in cartoons where you see stars. Mm. Yeah. I played the rest of the game. I kept getting dizzier and dizzier. So I kept thinking maybe I'm dehydrated. So I drank the water and being on junior varsity, you have to wait for varsity's game. And I remember calling my mom and I said, Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I got hit. I don't know if something's wrong. I'm getting dizzy, but I should be okay. I basically got home, said, Hey, she, cause she freaked out. She goes, Oh my God, what, it, what happened? And, you know, because my hip, like, literally the knot was the size of my forehead, mm. right? And I said, no, it's fine. You know, it happens. I'm just going to go take a shower. And I pretty much almost passed out in the shower. They took me to the the hospital, and it was a minor concussion. But, like, I was totally out of it. Like, that was the most, like, kind of, like, because I didn't know what was going on. And it was, like, I was real loopy the whole time. So, I don't know. Yeah, I've never been hit hard enough for a concussion, so I don't know whatever yeah. that feels like. Dang it, I played sports, but I mean, I played like football and stuff like that, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, that was a long-winded story. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it was a lot. I'll, I'll talk more about all that stuff because I have a lot of softball injuries. Not a lot, not a lot, but like some. Like I remember at one time we were in practice and there was a pot fly. I didn't get hurt, but the girl didn't catch it right and her eye started bleeding. Ugh. Yeah, and she caught it in the glove, but she did it right. Yeah, ugh. that was that was. Another thing I want to discuss about is our uh, or my mm-hmm. medical mystery, which if anyone listens and knows how to figure it out, good goddamn luck because I've gone to multiple doctors and they can't figure it out. Well, then again, I only went to one when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me explain. Most people, when they get deja vu, right, they get that weird sensation in their mind, like, oh, what's going on? Like, you feel like you're doing it all over again, mm-hmm. right? Um, when I was 16, I started experiencing that. But what was weird is that every time I would get deja vu, I also would get intense stomach pains, like I was about to throw up. I feel like someone was squeezing my heart. I felt like I could hardly breathe. The room was spinning. And I had a massive headache all at the same time. Every single time I would deja vu. This happened when I was 16. Ooh. And it would happen multiple times in a day. Um, and it got bad. It got so bad that my mom had to take me to the doctor to figure out what's going on. Like, does he got a tumor or something? You know, 
was actually what her conclusion was when I was a kid. Uh, got the CAT scan thing. We laid in a tube. And he had a ching 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 so they searched my brain, um, didn't find anything wrong, but except for a polyp of flesh right above my nasal cavity, yeah. which makes me sensitive to cinnamon, cilantro, cinnamon, cinnamon. <laughs> I said it right, Did cinnamon, cinnamon. see, you got me throwing me off now, cinnamon, 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 it's not a synonym, it's a synonym, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> uh, anyway, how do, you say, how do you say that macaroni? Why are you pulling it up now? <laughs> Peeny. Penne. Whatever. How do you say lentils? Lentils. Lentils. Oh my gosh. Uh, excuse me. Oh my gosh. What? Because I'm drinking a drink over here. Anyway. So, couldn't find anything wrong. Said, oh, that's probably just stress. Right? I was like, Doc, I'm 16. What are you stressed about? Oh, school. And so I was like, nah, I don't really that care much about, you know, Great and stuff. I mean, I passed, but I didn't like, like, I wasn't like a overachiever. Yeah. So that wasn't it. So anyway, continued, but started minimally out, right? What was a weird experience when I was 16, mind you, is that when I would have these one time, I had the sensation that I was repeating myself over again, right? Because that's most of the time of the age I really like, felt like you've been there before. I was playing basketball, PE, whatever like that. And the coach I saw in my head, him asked me, Isaac, you're all right. Then he said it in real life, obviously, and he was the echo of what was happening in my head. Same exact way, same exact position, everything was like, I saw it before it happened. Wow. That was the weirdest thing. Now, might be some science behind it to explain. Maybe I heard him first and then that, but it still doesn't make any sense of how I heard him in my head first and then out loud he said it in less than a second period of time. Um, so disappeared. I think around 17, 18, never happened again. Once in a while in my twenties, but nothing big, nothing like how it was. When I turned 30, right? 31, now I'm 32. They started up again and it happened like once a month for a little bit. And then it got real bad to a point where it started kicking up again. Um, but what I started learning about it is that every single time now in my thirties, I would have them, I would see a different version of the scenario of what was going on. So imagine that you're in a room, going to the bathroom, and you're maybe putting your contacts in or brushing your hair or something, you're looking in the mirror, and then that triggers it. Mm-hmm. The experience. I When I was a kid, I called them seizures, right? Deja vu seizures. But I learned what seizures were. Not it. Seizures, yeah. usually people like have like a malfunction in the brain, a circuit, and they start to, like twitching on the floor, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Most people would say they experience it and such like that, but these weren't. So, so it's, and when I had them currently, it's like, I see a different version of myself. Like maybe my hair is a different like style or I'm a different weight, or maybe it, it's just something different about my face. And just, it's like, I can't see it clearly, but it's like almost like a hazy dream version of what I was doing at the time. So more research now. And because I'm older and I like to learn and stuff like that. People call them auras, right? Mm-hmm. Now you look that up too. When they have the deja vu thing or seizures, they call it auras. When you can sense a seizure happening. And that's a foreshock, I call it. When I get that feeling that's about to happen. I call them foreshocks. But tell them too, like what you smell before. 
It happened. Well, it's, not, it's not what I smell before it happens. I smell it while it's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get a weird smell in my nose. It's almost like iron and, and like, like a bad baked goods, I guess. It's it's weird to describe, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an odd smell. But didn't you say sometimes, too, it smells like the inside of a freezer? That, yeah. When you open a freezer and you can kind of smell like the cold. Yeah, or like when you get a smell like a water in your nose or something. Kind of that that feeling, right? Um, but I've done the research now, so I know it's not seizures. Uh, what I learned about people who have seizures, it's like electrical charge, the charge in their brain. That's what it feels like, the headache. It feels like electricity just in my brain. Um, I know this sounds fucking scary and weird, but um, so I do a little more research, and then I actually started learning about quantum mechanics and quantum theory and stuff like that. And the easiest way, my theory point right now, is that there was a quantum mechanical or quantum theorist or astrophysicist, what is his name? What do you want to call it? But he was a scientist. And he, um, yeah, I forgot his name. He was like, he, he's the one that he came up with the idea of the multiverse in a mm-hmm. century. That he took Schwarzenegger's cat, I'm probably saying it wrong, the Schwarzenegger's cat experiment. Right, about the cat is alive and dead at the same time in the box. Because we don't know if it's alive or dead. So it is alive and dead at the same time. Right? So he took that theory and used his own mathematical knowledge and proved that the fact that for that to exist, there has to be multiple scenarios of it happening at the same time. So the multi-world theory. Right? Okay, here's where it gets weird. But I think... Now, this is just my theory until I get... Um, we call it EKG test, so they put a little electrodes on your brain and try to find what's going on. Yeah. Which we're, I'm going to do as soon as we can get a doctor appointment with it. But until then, what I think is happening is that every time I have these episodes, most people when they have deja vu, they just get a glimpse of what um, their other versions of themselves are doing at the same moment. Right? What I think is happening is I'm seeing other versions of myself doing the same thing at the same time. It's almost like I'm crossing paths with other versions of myself at the same time. So we're basically colliding. And that collision is the experience of the pain in my stomach, the headache, the feeling my lungs are almost like being squeezed, my heart's like being squeezed, the room's spinning all at the same time. That collision causes me that pain, especially electricity. Well, what I think is, is because the malfunction and electricity basically shooting in my brain to send the signals everywhere and basically triggering all my pain and all my major organs. Yeah. Right? So the main culprit of the rest of the pain in my body is from my, my brain, basically sending signals everywhere else. There's nothing actually wrong. It's just my brain is basically telling the rest of my body, hey, let's go and malfunction. Right? Yeah. So that's my theory as mm-hmm. of right now. Because a multi-war theory is that in every scenario situation that you're in, there's versions of yourself. So if you're sitting in a room watching TV, there's another version of yourself sitting on the opposite side of the couch, maybe sitting at a different angle, maybe laying down, maybe standing up, maybe getting some of the drink. Anything you can possibly think about in any scenario is happening all at the same time in the same place. Yeah. So my theory is I'm colliding with myself. And... That's why I see a different version. That's why sometimes, well, currently now, when I have these episodes, I get memories of things I've never experienced. 
Mm. Yeah, it was just, that's 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 the weird part. When I see in memories, I have memories of things I've never done. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking is happening now. Could be a scientific explanation of what I'm happening, what's going on. Maybe even a uh, I don't say a mental explanation because I don't think I'm crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Eccentric, probably, but crazy, no. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I think is happening, which is an extremely interesting thing. Because if a doctor can explain this, then, you know, I'll be set. But, um, now that's just weird. You don't have any weird stuff like that, do you? Uh, no, no, I don't have anything weird like that. Is there a thyroid missing? Yeah, like, (laughs) I I know you experienced weird things when you were pregnant. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I had, I didn't have a rough pregnancy. I just, well, the thing is, obviously, it's the first time you're doing it, so you really don't oh, know. Anything, yeah. You don't know anything. And I would always freak out about, like, you know, like the Braxton Hicks contractions, which is like false contractions. Um, I got those a lot. And then. So they named after a guy named Braxton Hicks. I think so. I think he was a doctor that discovered it uh-huh. or did, did broke books about oh, it or whatever. But, um, uh, I have weird, I didn't have, you know, what's funny is when I'm, I'm, was pregnant with Killian and they say every, you know, every pregnancy is different, but when I was pregnant with Killian, like one thing I love normally is chocolate. I couldn't eat chocolate and I craved like condiments. <laughs> like, I don't know why sometimes I felt the urge to like drink cocktail sauce. Yeah. You know? It's weird. Some women have the urge to eat asphalt. The I've read fuck? that. I've read that. It's because it's normally there's an underlying reason why you're craving. Like I think I, the reason why I craved watermelon and cucumbers so much was because I needed water. Did you just drink water? Yeah, I don't know. No, I remember the weirdest thing with your pregnancy. You farted. A oh lot. my gosh! I, and I still think I'm reaping the repercussions from that. <laughs> like I think, like. I don't know why it makes makes you. I guess because maybe the baby is sitting on everything. No, the Puff. thing that the thing that not it wasn't an annoyance, but I remember I peed so yeah, much. Oh my gosh, I would like I would wake up and I would be like I would literally wake up in the middle of the night two or three times and sit on the toilet just minutes, just peeing. You know, like a long stream, like a lot. <laughs> No, I remember one time I was you were laying on the bed uh-huh. and I was sitting in the chair playing video games or something and I hear I look over to you I'm like what the hell was that and you basically farted for a good like 40 seconds oh my god <laughs> uh, and like I remember when I was pregnant, like I've really craved like meat and like potato type things, like mm-hmm. fries and steak and burgers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like very, very heavy protein things. You weren't a weird eater though. You didn't like have pickles and ice cream. No. Yeah. And I and I really didn't like sweets. Like I liked like cream sweets, like ice cream, whipped cream. I remember sometimes I would just eat whipped cream and fruit. But do you know the science behind behind why you fart? Oh, he learned it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I learned a long time ago because I, you know, I was curious about it. But heavy proteins make us fart. Oh, okay. That would make sense then. Right. That, so, yeah, that would make sense because 
I ate a lot of protein stuff. I'm not talking meats, you know, beans, lentils, uh, lentils. lentils. It's lentils. Whatever. It looks like lentils. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, mostly anything heavy in protein, it can be vegetables, it can be meat, right? Mm-hmm. It builds up in your low intestines and they spew gas, methane gas, right? Same gas that's flammable. So that's why if you literally can lean over and put a lighter next to your mm-hmm. asshole and fart, big old flame. And I've seen it happen. It's, you know, at Ace Ventura, I saw it happen. But oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've seen it happen in real life, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's methane gas. And why it smells like shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's going through your low intestines fast in the poop. Oh, my gosh. No, but. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know. Was, oh, you know, my gosh. These are lessons to learn. <laughs> No, I think the uh, I didn't have a bad pregnancy. It's just I was a little bit overweight when I got pregnant. And then from my thyroid not being regulated. But you know what's crazy is when I was pregnant, I felt the best thyroid rise. Yeah, because you my eczema disappeared. Supplementing your Yeah, my thyroid. eczema disappeared. Um on all that. And they thought because I was overweight starting out, I may have had diabetes, but I didn't have any diabetes. I didn't have my feet swelled a lot though, but I was always on my feet, mm. especially towards the end. But that was only towards the end. No. But when I started getting big, big, like, like he was due in October. So like talking about like August, September, whew, I was hot. Yeah. Like, I remember I would get, like, if I could sleep naked, I probably would have. Like, I slept in my bra a lot of nights. Like, I just, and I would literally take cold showers. Like, it was just. Well, your like, body temperature was higher because you have more blood flowing to your system. Yeah. Learn that in health class. Wow. No, and I think, um, I just, because I was a little bit overweight, I had a hard time on my lower back, like, carrying that much weight forward. So, I had to wear a pregnancy bait, brace or whatever, the belly brace thing. For a little bit, especially when I worked. Oh, yeah, I forgot you did work a little bit. And then, um, uh, and then, like, the actual, like, delivery was, like, a little bit of a problem. Because, uh, I literally, like, literally split in half, up and down, side to side. Yeah, I wasn't watching that. Yeah. I was next to your head. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I personally, because every woman is different. Everyone has their own opinion. I don't like, I wouldn't want you to look because. Unless I'd be like, oh, witness it, it's a miracle it's birth. It's weird. Uh, I, I wouldn't even want to look, to be quite honest with you. I wouldn't even want to look. Anyway, I, but, I don't want that imagery in my head. But, <laughs> but, um, no, my problem was, uh, I did get an epidural because I was going to do an all natural birth. But something, I just got, a, it was a split second decision. No, you were in hell of pain. I know, but I, I had a split second decision to go ahead and get it. And the doctor said, I don't know who told you to get it or what popped in your head to get it. But thank God, because I split so bad that they thought they were actually going to have to put me under. And I could literally feel the hook. Because at first she was trying to conceal everything. And then she literally had to get people in there to hold downstairs area. Yeah, how many together. nurses did it take to fix Megan's vagina? Oh, my God. Three. And, yeah. <laughs> she had surgical techs there holding me. And they were talking about, like, retractors and everything. Like, it, I was in, I had the epidural running. The nurse said, I'm just going to let it keep running. Um, and then, too, they had problems sticking me. Like, my veins were blowing. How many times did they have to stick me? Like, eight times? Yeah. Like, they would get it in there, the IV in there, and then the vein would blow. 
The only thing that made me laugh though when she was fixing every time <laughs> is that she is like, I gotta make sure I get this right, otherwise he's gonna be mad at me. Like, what oh. is she talking about? Oh, that's what she's talking about. <laughs> no. And then okay, this doctor, right? Like I remember okay, the first time having a kid, I see everyone's face and apparently I lost a lot of it. Like I'm starting to like like black out a little bit. And I see everyone covered in just blood. Like it looked like a mask. Like I'm pretty sure there's supposed to be blood. But I I started thinking in my head, I don't think and they had to put the oxygen mask on me. Right? And so I um I'm thinking like, okay, this is a little bit serious. And she goes, Oh, Oh, uh, crap. And first of all, as a doctor, you don't tell someone, oh, crap, or say it out loud. She goes, where's that skin? Where's that skin? Where's that skin? Oh, yeah, she lost some skin in here. She <laughs> lost the skin. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna check your butt, so be prepared. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why would you say that? And so it wasn't there, and then she's like, oh, I found it. I and I was, I was like, like, "What the hell's going on?" I, was, I mean, no I, time. But seriously, on, I was I well, seriously, I told Isaac, I was like, "Deal with Ke- like, I, you know, I'm super happy. I'm like super emotional, but at the same time, I'm like really concerned about my vagina because that's like, that's not just a like a limb or something. It's like a serious part of your body." And so they, oh my god, and they were talking about like. Okay, put it to you this way. My grandma was in the delivery room, right? She's had seven kids. She has way over 14 grandkids. She said she's never seen something like that in her entire life. Like, it it get mutilated that bad. So, and then because the way he came out, and I blame the doctor. The doctor was, I didn't really care for her, and I don't think I would, like, if I had the choosing to go back to her, obviously I'm going to our next kids. I want to go to a completely different doctor's office because that doctor's office was just, I didn't like it. Well, you get what you get when you go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Unless you preferably have your doctor on call just in case. Yeah. Which uh, we didn't have the money for that at the time. Yeah. But, um, no, I think, uh, I think the doctor was the problem because I remember, like, he kept going in and out, in and out, and I was like, you know, I could feel his head through the bones. Like, I had the epidural, but I could still feel what was going on. Yeah, it was just numb. Yeah. And so I told, and it was like really starting to bother me. And I was like, I told the nurse, I was like, look, I'm going to do a, a big push. And if that doctor is not ready, I don't give a fruit. Right. No, I'm remember, pushing. Yeah. I was that. And she's, she comes yeah. in slowly waltzing. And I told her, I said, look, I know he's going to come out this one big push. You need to come on. Right. Yeah, she's like, like barely. Slowly. How's everybody doing? Like, and I wanted to be like, <laughs> shut the up and help me yeah, you know very lethargic yeah <laughs> yeah put her gloves on start washing her hands slow starts making her way over and i was like i literally said fuck it right and she's like, and whoa, I, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah and she had literally had to run to catch killian so she wasn't there to cut me right yeah. and literally had to run and scoop killian up and i think the way he came out he came out not wrong but he came out the way he wasn't supposed to because our hands weren't there to grab him yeah. and he came out eventually went down but he had like a bump on his head from the bone going through the bone yeah i didn't tell me to warn me ahead of time i didn't know uh babies heads were like misshapen when they came out and then they gradually go back to the sometimes the too i've heard like because they're like super bendy that their bone their foot even looks funny sometimes I mean, he looked fine his head was like uh, it was supposed to look like that. And then I had, to, <laughs> and then I had a problem too with um, breastfeeding. 
but I really wanted to breastfeed because I, you know, read everything. And um, it, it's hard because you have, I'm sure these, ner- I, you know, commend these nurses for what they do. And I think nurses should get paid more, the delivery nurses, because the delivery nurse did a lot of work compared to what the doctor did. The doctor just stitched me up. The, n- the delivery nurse was the one coaching me through pushing and pushing and pushing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure, like, the doctor makes, like, four times the amount that the nurse makes. And the nurse was helping me afterwards. I just don't... Anyways. But, um, no, breastfeeding was hard. I remember towards the end of my three-day stay, because he had jaundice, so we had to stay there an extra day. freaking out about that. Oh, my God. Well, no, I think... That's one thing no one ever talks about. I don't know if this is, like, a normal thing for a woman, but I think it's extra, like, emotional and hormonal and stuff like that because of my lack of thyroid. And, um... Oh, you're just freaking out. And I was like, you just need to get a tan. Yeah, but then they put you in the room with all the other babies that are kind of, like, got problems with them, too, and it, like, drags you down. He wasn't eating. And then eventually I was like, you know, because they, they had the thing, too. I remember I had a fight with them because they didn't want to give him a pacifier. And I was like, give him a pacifier, but you're breastfeeding. No, give him what he needs. Just give, just give him what he needs for the moment. Yeah, I remember you eventually just gave up on trying to... No, because I well, because I asked, he wasn't latching, and you could tell, like, he wasn't getting fed, right? And then one, the older nurse that's probably been there for, since, like, the 80s, mm-hmm. she was like, well, let's try supplementing, and then let's also try you pumping. And I was able to get some milk in. And so I asked one of the nurses, I was like, why can't I just pump and give him a bottle? He's still getting breast milk. It's not the ideal thing, but he's still getting it. I'm producing, I'm milking myself, giving him, he's still getting the nutrients. Um, I was able to do that for about six weeks. And then I had to, I had to give him formula, which we gave him the Gerber Start Soothe. I think, and that helped a lot because he was real colicky too as a baby. I hear that word, but I'm trying to remember what it means. Colicky is when he's got a lot of gas and it's just like a lot of crying. Yeah. Like babies cry a lot to begin with, but now he farts all the time. Yeah, I, I just I feel you know like when when you do like the motorcycle or motorcycle the boat like the bicycle thing yeah, with the legs like, and kind of like help him. Yeah, yeah. Babies go through some rough times. People will sit there and say, "Babies, I mean, they got you got to think like that. It, everything is new." Like their whole digestive system, their 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 pooping. little tiny people I know. get to start their life. I know, I just can't. Oh man, I feel sleepy. Now they drink this energy drink, you think it'd be fine, but no. Speaking of which, um, I learned the other week or so why we get tired. Oh, There's actually gosh, science yes. behind it. There's more medical stuff for you. No, apparently we have little. Um, there's like a little little video too, little mm-hmm. cart, like animated video of how describing it, and you have to look up the scientific names behind it. I just forgot them all at the moment. Well, I didn't really learn, but I learned like the why it happens. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine like a little, I don't know, flower kind of looking thing in your body, and these little capsules that go over it, kind of like almost suction cup over a little lollipop looking budded flower thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. so when they close, all right. Essentially, that's you going to sleep. And there's a chemical release to basically prevent these from opening. That's when you're awake. Uh, melatonin is what naturally is added to make them close. Yeah. So when you drink coffee, caffeine, or anything like that, ginseng, right, those that block the melatonin from closing on the capsule. So 
closer it is, the more tired you are, right? Yeah. Uh, people who are insomniacs, they have a miss medical, uh, a miss, uh, we call it um, complication mm-hmm. with the melatonin. It says it's not setting right on the little capsule things. Yeah. So uh, they have to take medical, they have to take sleep aids, which makes it close. Uh, but yeah, I learned that. That was kind of interesting. That the fact that if you take caffeine or ginseng or anything like that, that prevents it. So if we could technically invent something that prevents you from sleeping, you probably would never ever sleep again. Oh, but then gosh. you hear all the horror stories about being awake too long and Ugh. stuff like that, and people going insane. The somniacs know better than anyone. If you, if you I think they're saying something you can go a week without sleep before you die, because your organs start failing and stuff like well, that. Well, they say. The top three things to stay in, like, healthy weight and healthiness yeah, is sleep. sleep, moving, and eating. The yeah. right thing. I mean, the right things. Like, for me, when I was younger and I was the thinnest I was, even with the thyroid problems, is um, if I ate something, like, I ate what I wanted to. Like, if I wanted sweets or whatever, I just would move more. So, like... If I had a dessert, like a really hefty dessert or I wanted ice cream or something, I'd walk maybe an extra 15 to 20 minutes. But that's what I would do. But sleep is very, very important. It's very, very, very important. I know. But, we, but sometimes we only get like six. Yeah. Parents. Hashtag parents. I know. Pain about sometimes. Yeah. Well, I that's the one thing I think I miss, like about. What, sleeping in? I do. Yeah. That. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I would trade in all the sleep. To have my killing, so I don't care. Uh, they keep saying a difference of how many hours of sleep you're supposed to get. Like anyone between the ages of, and they're eighteen to like thirty something, mm-hmm. is like seven to eight. Um, excuse me. Uh, when you have hypothyroidism, you actually are supposed to get. I think it's like ten to twelve. Yeah, you get like six, and you're fine. It it depends. Like you, thyroidism is hard to describe to someone when you don't have it and they will not get it until you have it. Like it's, it's all the thyroid people out there probably will side and understand and know, but if you don't, I mean, because cool. it controls literally every aspect of your body in a sense. That's why you, when you hear like giants, like men who are huge, they have thyroid problems because the thyroid messed their hormones up and made them continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Like most people stop growing at what? 19, 20 something. Well, that's like the doctor gave my mom an ultimatum. Like, they thought I was going to be 6162. Shit. Yeah, I wouldn't date you. Oh, my God. <laughs> be quiet. 61 <laughs> or 62. But when they did my medicine or something, they gave my mom the option. Like, I could continue to grow, but the medicine, for whatever reason, I would have heart problems later on possibility of heart problems. It was like a 50-50 chance. Yeah, or, by 10. I would never date you at Okay. Oh, my gosh. Get, <laughs> um, and I think it's tall chicks. It's just not my cup of tea. But, um, and then if they gave me this other, me- other medicine, it would stunt my growth, pretty much make me go through puberty early, which I did. I went to puberty at 8. And then, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I hit puberty when I was 10. Yeah, but girls, it's kind of early. 8 is early. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I would go through puberty early, but I wouldn't have those heart problems and my growth would be studded, stunted. So I'd be, so that's why I'm five, one and a half right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been an extra foot. 
which I'm I'm fine with being short. I mean, it's not a big. No, the one thing not. you consistently ask me to get stuff for you. Yeah, well, no, like there's. I that. wish I was this height. I wish I was. No, this height. I uh, maybe a little bit taller, like in between the six one and five one, so like five five. Um, just because, like, I feel like when you're shorter and you have, like, for me. I go, my, my weight is like a roller coaster, especially with the thyroid. So, like, when I'm fat, I look extra fat because I'm so short. That's what everybody who's short. I mean, like, because I'm 5'10", but I'm, you know, 290 pounds. Yeah. And you hear that on paper, like, holy crap, this guy must be fat. Like, not necessarily. I mean, I got a gut. I mean, that's, that's about it. But other from that, I'm, you would you would never call me a fat guy. You would call me, a, like, a big guy. Like, oh, he looks... He looks muscular. Looks like he goes to the gym, but he's still kind of like a little out of shape. Yeah. That's that's a big You got a dad bod. I think you're a quintessential dad I'm bod. I'm bigger dude. than most dads that are like that. Yeah, but... Or bigger shoulders anyway. Yeah. yeah. Isaac does have very wide shoulders, and I think that's why our son has... Our son uh, kind of looks a little bit bigger than what he is, just because... He got a big ass head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a big head, that's why. Yeah. No, but he's got he's big got head. big shoulders, like wide shoulders, very broad. Yeah. Even a, for a little kid. But because I'm not horribly tall, I'm not horribly short. I always have the imagery of a big guy because uh, of, of a big guy. But you know what I get mistaken for the huh. most because I'm this size huh. and I'm brown essentially, huh. Samoan. Really? Yeah. So people think I'm Samoan. I'm like. Um, I think it's uh, also because you have almond shaped eyes. <laughs> or has to do with it too, but I was just like I met guys who were Samoans. I'm tiny compared to them dudes. Oh so, yeah, Samoan guys are big. Even Samoan women are, are pretty big. Yeah, they're not a race that's known for being small. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um. No, we're trying to get that our our weight under control. Yeah. As as the gym's back open it back up and headed out there again because yeah, I just got started with like proficiently going to the gym and working out and eating right. And then, you know, the whole virus happened. And now I, you know, I've lost all my gains. Man. I just have to get over the plateau of doing it. The problem is because my thyroid pill, they got to regulate it again, is so off, I get tired easy. So I have to kind of like get to that point where I'm, I'm really pushing myself. Because I know myself, once I start seeing that I'm losing weight, I'm going to be like, because it's not losing weight because I want to put this out there. Like I want to be skinny or I want to be what society deems acceptable, I guess. For just a woman. I want to be healthy. I literally have health problem, added health problems and borderline diabetes because of my weight. Yeah, me too. I think that's the, that's the difference. I'm not trying to be like, and I've been thin before. So I know I got one time from somebody, um, because I said I wanted to be about 120. And they were like, oh, well, why are you shooting for that? Why? Are you? And I said, because I've been that way before. And that was the healthiest I've ever been. So I'm not saying I want to, you know, I'm not trying to hit a certain number in a sense. I just know that's what I was when I felt the healthiest. And so, I know. They used to be uh, because they're, 200 pounds. Because that's the thing is people sit there and, and kind of... Um, it's not fat shaming, but you do have added problems when you're bigger. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. You got a bad back now. Yeah. Like, like my back hurts. I never have back problems. And to be honest with you, I gain a lot of weight in my chest area well, when I, I get would, bigger. I think and, it comes with age. And someone told me uh, one time, like after you turn 30, it's like uh, if someone uh, basically tied your hands behind your back and uh, kicked you off a cliff. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so downhill from here. Yeah. Uh, now now that's it. My, my back, I got what is it, sciatic nerve. Mm-hmm. Uh pain basically when you're you get that shooting pain from like your butt all the way down to your like your feet. Like almost like it's like it hurts, like like aching pain, like nerve pain essentially. I mean I take medication for it so I don't feel anything. But what I had a doctor tell me is probably due to my weight. Which he's probably I mean most likely he's right because all my weight in my front, my gut is pulling mm-hmm. my weight my back muscles forward. So that's what's causing problems. And see, my problem is, too, I'm not into the whole... I'm not into diets. I just am not. I don't think they... It's hard. Well, no, it's not that it, it's it, hard. Different. It's No, I, I'm very into... I think meal planning is really important. Yeah. I think having things readily avail- available... Like, I think for me personally, for me to lose weight, I would have to meal plan, not meal plan for sure... Not and meal prep to a degree because I tried like meal prepping for the whole week and I don't like I tend to not pick that food that I have already like I don't like the way like leftovers. So for me, my thing is to readily make things available that I could grab like pre snacks, like have a little box that has like you know pre sliced apples and stuff like that, and it's so I could just grab it and go. You know, it's a big fad right now, huh? Uh, fasting. Yeah, I heard Which about that. Makes no sense to me, and people have tried to explain it before and stuff like that. Intermittent, intermittent, intermittent fasting, and that's actually I've read a bunch of thyroid articles about how that's a best way to do it. With I mean, you have to wait an hour after you take your thyroid medication to eat, and they say you shouldn't have calcium four hours before. So anything with milk, anything with calcium. Well, I've been told since the dawn of time, or since since I've been alive, is that not eating makes your body store fat. Mm-hmm. So that's why they tell you to eat three meals a day and have snacks in between. Well, that's... Because if you're consistently eating, your body doesn't store anything because it believes that it's consistently getting food. So it doesn't have to store anything, i.e. the fat in your stomach or your arms or whatever like mm-hmm. that. That's why people eat excessively, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people that are obese and overweight that can see fast food or things that are high in fat, stuff like that. Not only are they adding to what your body is already storing, because then you're not eating consistently or you're eating too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, my problem is I don't eat enough. I'll eat like maybe twice a day, which is bad. And so when I do eat, they're bigger portions, which it's not rubbing my metabolism up, which thyroid already throws. I mean, if you have hypo, if you have hyper, it says the opposite. Mm. But hypo. Um, now, intermittent fasting might work for some people, but mm-hmm. I guarantee for myself, it doesn't. Because every time I've tried cutting food out and not eating properly or not eating at a certain time, stuff like that, I gained weight. So yeah. I've actually lost weight by eating consistently and having snacks because my body doesn't store anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works for you. Rats. Because I've tried many diets and none of them worked. So what I, my only choice now is what, what I've done so far, I've cut out sugar drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think sugar and I think like, um, like, I think my biggest problem, obviously, is soda. I am <laughs> the worst with soda. Like, I'm a soda-holic. And I've tried other things. But this is the thing. like they, They'll tell you to drink sweet tea or drink lemonade. But sometimes lemonade has even more calories than a lemonade. soda. It depends. It's, just, it's really hard. And I hate water. I try my best to drink it, but I can't stand it. My, my alternative right now is vitamin water. Which is my go-to drink, but I drink the zero. Yeah, I can't do the zero. Zero stuff tastes like it's got more sugar in it. I don't get it. All right, because it's, it's big sweeteners. I don't know. But 
Yeah, I got over that hump of uh, we call it that diet t- drinks tasting like poison. <laughs> I got over that hump. Now it's all I can drink. And funny enough, because I've been drinking nothing but diet and sugar-free stuff and like that, every time I drink a real soda or like something that's like a regular, it tastes like I'm drinking pure syrup. Like I can't handle it. So now I'm stuck with the diet things. Hmm. That's why I like the was it like that bang because. Well, most people, talk, when they say, like, oh, what do you drink uh, sugar-free energy drinks? Yeah, it's fine. But that one, Bang, started out being zero sugar and zero calories. Yeah. Free advertisement for him, for them right now. <laughs> they're, not, they're not paying me to say this. But that's, I was, when I saw that there was zero calories, zero sugar, I was like, oh, sweet. And it tastes good, right? Yeah. Uh, I always get weary, though, with energy drinks. Yeah, because if you drink too much, you start getting dependent on it. And like, it's just like a bad habit. I only drink them when, like, I need it. Like, I'm tired. Like, most yeah. people are like, oh, I need coffee, right? Yeah. I, that's I another know. one of my downfalls is I, like, I don't like, 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 can I get a small black coffee with cream and sugar on the side? No. I'm like, can you give me, like, sugar with a little bit of coffee? Yeah. Like, frappuccino I, with sparato with weirdos. What? With the heavy cream and sh- I don't know. You always get the, the weird fancy frills. Frappuccinos. The frappuccinos. <laughs> like, the typical Starbucks drink. <laughs> yeah, I love frappuccino. Oh my gosh. And I, no, and I think like how I'm going to start controlling myself because it, it does add up the money is I'm going to hold myself off during the summer months because it's really not a particular, except the s'mores frappuccino is back. Hello. Anyways, um, my favorite drinks are always from like the fall time throughout Christmas because I like like the. Caramel brulee from brulee. Oh. Yeah, I remember one time he was like, "Can we go? You want me to stop by Starbucks and get you the frappuccino?" <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Oh my I don't gosh. go there. I don't get drunk. No, That's- watching my grandma order from Starbucks is the best. Uh, yes. Can I get that um caramel brulee frapp frappuccino? I think that's why I don't like coffee or beer. Is it's a, they say it's an acquired taste. Like you have to torture yourself in a sense. Nah, I know. To when get, you start to get adding, liking it. But when you start adding in all the other sweeteners and stuff, like literally, I like frappuccinos. Well, no, I like iced coffee too. But um, I, it, when you're done adding the cream and sugar that I add to it, it's kind of pointless to be drinking that. Believe me, I try. Right, I try it multiple different times. People give me, oh, I try this drink, try that drink. This long before I even met you. And I can't handle that coffee taste. I can't. It's like, uh, uh, uh. It gives me like a headache and I just can't handle it. I just don't like it. You say caramel or caramel? I don't know now. I say caramel. <laughs> I get to get caramel. Yeah. I don't say caramel. Caramel sounds weird. My grandma says caramel. 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 It's not like it comes with an accent. Caramel. 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 That's caramel. What did you just say? Caramel. <laughs> Give me that caramel uh, apple over there, George. No. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's like you say it with an accent. Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. What? Oh, time for the uh The drawing from the conversation. Where was it an hour? Yes. Yeah. Just hit an hour. Okay. Uh people like listening to this drone on about medical stuff. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's nice. it's interesting. I guess um, I mean, we're surrounded by family that are in the medical field. I mean, yeah. your mom used to be a nurse. I have cousins that are nurses yeah. now. Well, my my mom likes, my like my mom, I think one of her like dream jobs would be to be like one of those research people and like labs. Or diseases and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what you said. 
Like she actually was talking about COVID nineteen stuff before it COVID nineteen before it was even a thing. Like she was like, um, like a couple of years ago, she goes, "I've been following the CDC stuff and all that stuff, and I feel like we're gonna get a pandemic." Like she put her own two cents in it, and lo and behold, she was right. Yeah. So now we're all fucking stuck at home. Anyways, so we're going to go... Oh, it's my turn. No. Yeah, you picked last time. Yes, you did. Yeah, you remember. Ooh, it's my turn. So, okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to be... This is the time of the podcast that we select the next episode. And Megan is now... Okay, are you ready? I picked... Okay. What did you get? Okay. Are you ready? Conversation topic is... Health and fitness. <laughs> it's like attenuation. Pretty much. You want to redo? Yeah, let's redo. Uh, we're going to, because it's kind of like a continuation of this. So we're actually going to okay. go and we're going to pick again. All right, we're going to do a redo. Oh my God, I really hope it's paranormal. You're probably going to pick a great health and fitness again. Oh my God, if I do that, <laughs> we really have to do it. But that'll be an interesting topic to talk about because I like going to the gym. Okay. Are you ready? It is. What? Why does this jar cater to you? What is it? Wrestling. Oh, awesome! So, which I know a little bit about, and it won't be as tragic as Star Wars. So, well, for wrestling, I mean, I actually, I was a fan of it, and then like I stopped watching because um, I've been watching since '96. Well, I I don't know. I the times that everything comes on. Believe me, I can explain. Well, the time it comes on, it's Monday. It's like it's Friday, always when I'm Wednesday. doing something with Killian or something. So I never. Like after, like when I was pregnant, night. I used to watch it a lot with you. Actually, eight o'clock would be average or oh, go to time, and that's like the major major wrestling, like yeah. WWE and AEW right now. I'm actually kind of excited about this. Yeah, I wish it was paranormal, but you know, we'll get to it eventually. Whatever. That would be a suspense episode. Watch it not happen to October. That would be pretty <laughs> cool, though. All right. Well. Next episode, episode six is wrestling. Yeah. And to talk about top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Oh my gosh. I feel like you're going to be talking a lot. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, can I cut in? <laughs> like, well, be more of a fan. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next episode will be about wrestling. Hopefully, have that next Tuesday uh, for you guys. And so, yeah, I'm going to hear. If you don't know anything about pro wrestling and want to learn, I mean, that's the next episode. About. Maybe just you're curious about, because I know, like, the in-depth, like, backstage stuff when they talk about, like, different language they use when they talk about, you know, doing a shoot or promos and stuff like that. Believe me, I learned a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. um, from different living podcasts and hearing wrestlers' interviews and stuff like that. There's a lot more, there's a lot more to it than just being in your underwear and throwing another guy that's... Uh, you know, also in his underwear around in the ring. And then a little quick fact, too. Before Isaac decided he wanted to do things with musicianship, and I wanted to do things behind the scenes in, like, movies and writing and stuff like that, he actually wanted to be a professional wrestler, and I actually thought I wanted to dabble in UFC. Like, I wanted to train in MMA and actually try and do it as a professional career and the same for him so that's interesting but i got a knee injury and that ruined all my dreams of ever doing that yeah and i kind of <laughs> came to a crossroads of sports or something else it was right after i quit softball that freshman year but, but yeah that'll be the next episode yeah interesting Ooh, i miss 
And uh, I guess we're going to see you guys in the next one. All right. See you later. Bye.